Well, and here's another marvellous week. Welcome to the Waffle Free Storytelling Podcast. It's Tina Constant here. As always, all the waffle is in the show notes. Uh, So before you go take a look at that, here's a story about a guy called Jonas and how he found love and life. So Jonas lived in a large, busy village where he worked for a local fishing crew. Now the owners of the crew paid as little as they could get away with, so as a result, Jonas had to work long, hard hours, seven days a week to earn enough to feed himself and rent a small room. And every day he woke up, he knew that there had to be a better way to live. So on one wet morning, without any notice at all, he packed his few belongings and he left the village. He hiked north and he kept on going. He had no idea where he was going, but he knew he wanted some peace and quiet and a small place he could call his own. He wanted to be his own man. He wanted to be his own boss. He wanted to live his own life according to his own rules. And what is wrong with that? He passed through a dozen villages, but in each one, he didn't find what he was looking for. Now, as he traveled, he fished and he hunted. Some he kept for himself and the rest he sold at each of the markets on the way. And so it was that he travelled further and further north. And finally, a year after he first set out, he came to a bay. It was completely deserted. He was three days from the nearest town, and the bay was surrounded by a steep cliff, and on the top of that cliff there were ragged remains of what once might have been a house. Jonas stared out over the sea and, like all good fishermen, he knew just by looking that the waters were bountiful. So he stopped. This, he decided, was home. Now, Jonas couldn't remember when he was ever happier. He woke early on the first day and he got to work turning the ruin into a house. Then, when that was done, he got to building his boat. He hunted, he fished, he lived his own life. When he needed more than fish or meat, he packed his supplies into bags and he travelled three days to the village to exchange it for bread and cheese and soap and tools and anything else he needed. And so he lived and he was happy doing so. But as you can imagine, life in the bay got lonely after a while. And although he kept himself busy... The loneliness grew. Fishing and hunting wasn't as much fun as it was in the beginning. The long nights felt longer, his mornings were cold and his days grew grey. So, after some considerable thought, Jonas decided that the cure to his loneliness was a wife. He wanted a family. He wanted noise and clutter around his feet. He wanted children He wanted a friend. So he packed his dried fish and his meat and he took the three-day journey to the village. His plan was to sell his supplies and then find a wife. Now you can imagine how that went. Jonas was a big man. He was tall with long matted hair and a craggy beard and he smelled of fish and meat in the sea. He spoke to every woman and her family. But not one of the young women he propositioned was interested. Now, by the end of the day, he was exhausted and disheartened. So he heaved his backpack onto his shoulders and he made his way back home. And after some thought, 
He realised he couldn't blame the woman for turning him down. But still, he had a problem he didn't know how to solve. But what else could he do? He got back to work. But the joy wasn't there anymore. Instead, there was frustration at himself for how he had handled the whole situation. So the first morning he got back, he pushed his boat out onto the choppy seas and, distracted with thoughts of what his life had become, he set sail. He was so annoyed at himself that he didn't notice how far he had sailed out. Getting more and more angry with himself, he tossed his line overboard, hoping to catch something fast so that the day wasn't a total waste. He didn't have to wait long. After just a few minutes, there was a tug on the line. Jonas reeled it in. It pulled back. Perfect, he thought. He felt like a fight. He needed a fight. Jonas pulled. The fish struggled. He struggled back. The sea was stirring into a thrashing froth. The boat bucked and shook. Finally, Jonas felt the fish give in. Feeling only marginally better about life, he pulled the line. But when the catch broke the surface, he realized it wasn't a fish at all. What he saw instead was a barnacle-covered skull. The skeleton, tangled in his line, gripped the end of his boat with its teeth. Jonas screamed. He let go of his line and he fell back. His boat rocked and took on water. He didn't care. He grabbed the oars and he rowed like a demon towards the shoreline. But no matter how fast he ploughed through the water, the skeleton kept up, its eyes boring into him. No matter which way Jonas zigged and zagged his boat, it stayed clamped on tight. In a final desperate leap, Jonas launched himself out of his boat and ran up the narrow path to the top of the cliff. He didn't have to look behind him to know that the bones were at his heels. His heart pounding in his chest, Jonas sprinted across the rocky cliff into his house and slammed the door shut. He could hardly breathe. He waited, gasping for air. The skeleton had stopped. After a while, Jonas peered through a crack in the door. There it was. A pile of bones not twenty yards away. It didn't move. Jonas stood up and he edged to the back of the house. The skeleton followed. Jonas stopped. The bones stopped. What? Jonas moved again. The skeleton moved. Oh, no, 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 no. Now, out of fear or relief, Jonas didn't know, but he laughed out loud when he looked down to see that his fishing line was tangled around his boot. Oh, you idiot, he muttered. Oh, go skeletons. Oh, you stupid numpty. Seriously? Oh, my Lord. Jonas opened his door and, giving the line one final tug to make sure he wasn't imagining things, He went over to study the skeleton. A woman, he thought. Hard to know for sure. Maybe it was the hair, or what looked like hair. A fine, white type of seaweed. But what a tangle. One heel over the shoulder, one knee inside her rib, one foot over her elbow, fishing line twisted and knotted. Jonas didn't have to think too long to decide what to do. No one deserved to be dumped in the sea and left to rot. He decided he would clean her up, then go to the village and bring back a priest to carry out a proper burial. 
So, using soft furs, Jonas carefully lifted the bones and took them into his house where he boosted the fire and put the kettle on. Being as gentle as his big hands would allow, he untangled the skeleton from the fishing line. First he untangled the arms from the ribs, then the legs from the arms, then he straightened the head and the hands and the ankles. He worked deep into the night, until finally the skeleton lay clean and straight. And then, and he didn't know why he did this, but he gathered the bones together, placed them in a chair by the fire, and covered them with a warm blanket. He knew it didn't make sense, but he figured she had been treated so badly, tossed into the sea as she was, she needed some gentleness and respect now. Finally, exhausted from the day, Jonas climbed into bed, pulled the covers tight around his chin and fell into a deep, dream-filled sleep. Now, as you know, sometimes as humans sleep, a tear escapes from the dreamer's eye. When that happens, we know that the dream that's causing the tears to flow is about sadness or longing. And that is what happened to Jonas. What he didn't know is that from the chair in front of the fire, the skeleton saw the tear glistening in the firelight and became suddenly thirsty. It tossed off the furs and clanked and crawled its way over to the sleeping man. It leant close, put its mouth to the tear and drank. The single tear was like a river. It drank and drank and drank until years of thirst was quenched. Finally satisfied, the skeleton put its bony head to Jonas's chest. Boom, boom, boom. With Jonas sound asleep, the skeleton pulled back the covers, pulled open his shirt, rested its bony hand on his chest, then pressed its hand into his flesh wrapped it around his heart and lifted it from his body. The skeleton put the heart into its ribcage. Ba-boom! Ba-boom! It drummed in its chest, and the more it beat, the stronger it got. First, fibres and muscles grew on the bones, then fine vessels filled with blood, then flesh, then skin, then hair, then eyes. (gasps) And it breathed. And when all was done, a woman stood, fully formed, hearing the beat of two hearts. So she reached into her chest and removed Jonas's heart, leaving only her own behind. She leaned over Jonas, pressed it back into place, and pulled the blanket back up to his chin. Then she sat down by the fire. She pulled her own blanket around her, and for the first time in a hundred years, she closed her eyes, and she slept. Now the next morning, with the sun peeking through the curtains, Jonas woke after the most incredible dream. He opened his eyes, he blinked, he closed them again, and he kept them closed for a while. He shook his head. No. No, he mumbled. 
Then he opened his eyes again and he looked over to the chair. He stood up. He stood up too fast. He slipped and he hit his head on the edge of the bed. Ow! He scrambled to his feet and he hit his head on the fireplace. The woman stood. She dropped the blanket. She reached down and she pulled the blanket back to her chin. They stared at each other. Now, Jonas was raised well. So what else could he do? He put the fire on and he asked if she wanted a cup of tea. The woman, whole and complete, well-rested and warm, smiled and said yes. And they talked. She told him how her father had wanted her to marry a man she didn't love, how she refused, how she tried to run away but he had dragged her to the cliffs and tossed her into the sea. There she had waited until the man she loved found her, and there he was. Jonas and the woman talked for days. The sun come up and the sun went down. They laughed and they ate and they cooked together. She helped him with a boat and they fished together. They hunted and worked and played together. And after some months, Jonas did indeed go to the village. And he did bring back a priest. But it wasn't for a burial. And that is the story of how Jonas found love and life. And that's it. Another week at the Waffle Free Storytelling Podcast. If you want the transcripts or a little of the waffle, go down and see the show notes or drop along to www.tinaconstant.com and you'll find me there too. So I will see you next week for another weird and wonderful happening. Uh, Have a good one. All right. Bye-bye.